The advice in this podcast is general in nature and does not constitute medical advice. Always consult your doctor if you are concerned about your child's health. We recommend always following the safe sleep guidelines. In the spirit of reconciliation, Dr. Fallon and Dr. Law acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and the continuation of cultural, spiritual and educational practices of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. They pay respects to their elders past and present and recognise that sovereignty was never ceded. Hello and welcome to Brand New Little People, the podcast where we talk about all things early parenting with a particular focus on sleep, settling and crying in the first few years. I'm your host, Dr Laura Conway. I'm a paediatric sleep practitioner at Infant Sleep Australia and one of the founders of Australia's first online paediatric sleep clinic program, Sombell. Now, for those of you who have been listening for the last couple of months whilst this podcast has been on air, um, you will realise that it's not normally me who does the introduction. That role is normally filled by my friend and colleague and partner in crime, Dr Fallon Cook. Unfortunately for Fallon, it is her turn to be sick this week. Um, and Fallon is at home poorly with her two children, one, well, two of her children as well. Um, so really hope that you get well soon, Fallon. It's so hard when you're unwell and you also are parenting um, children. Um, and both Fallon and I have experienced it a lot. And we feel for all of you parents out there who are going through a similar thing. Now, this week it is uh, International Dog Day bit of a random aside. Um, Fallon is being kept company by three dogs. Um, I am currently looking after my friend's dog, Buddy. Um, And the reason I mention this is that Buddy may come in and out of my office whilst I record uh, this podcast. And uh, he's a little bit noisy. So I'm sorry if you can hear him snuffling and barking in the background. Um, I'll try and keep him entertained with snacks. Um, Other things that are happening this week um, is that it is book week. Um, Hopefully for many of you listening, you will not be at the point yet where you need to worry about book week. However, um, I did have um, my children in a community daycare daycare centre, which did really embrace all things books and literature. So I had to start doing book week from a very early age um, with my two. Um, And uh, it continues to this day. Um, They're at school now. And uh, when book week comes around, it always seems to come a little bit too quickly. Um, I have some really cute photos of their first book week, however, where I had them dressed up as thing one and thing two from Dr. Seuss. Um, And they were really cute. One of them in a little red onesie and the other one um, in a little red um, outfit, some red tights and a red T-shirt with a a little white circle on their front. Same thing one and thing two with little blue wigs, which my baby did not like, but um, worth it for the photos. So anyhow, um, if you have um, either dogs or book week on your mind, good luck with the uh, the constant juggle and uh, rel- relentlessness of parenthood. Okay, so today um, we are going to, um, well, I am going to launch straight into answering 
questions that we've received from some of our podcast members. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. Um, we love to get feedback about how you're finding Sombel um, and um, to answer your questions, which can um, then help you implement those changes that you would like to make um, regarding your little one's sleep um, more easily. So first up, we have an email from Adrienne. Thank you for your email, Adrienne. So Adrienne writes... My baby has been waking quite frequently ever since four and a bit months. At the moment, usually every two hours. Oh, that sounds hard. He is five and a half months old. Before this, he would only wake once or twice since birth. I know around four months the sleep can change, but it hasn't really recovered. I've never really fed to sleep, but recently, in the last couple of weeks... I have been doing this during the day for naps, mainly because I just don't have the energy for settling. The last nap of the day was getting really hard. Plus, he had been wanting to feed much more regularly. When we put him down at night, though, I will feed him before bed, but he will still be awake when we put him in the cot. My question is, if I've started feeding to sleep during the day on and off, could this be contributing to frequent night wakes because he may now want this during the night and may have become a sleep association even if we do settle in the cot before bed all right what a great question adrian first of all really well done um, that you're giving um, your son those opportunities to go into his cot awake at the start of the night and settle him to himself to sleep that's really good um, and I do feel for you I can remember clearly and I work with so many families who have daytime nap struggles um, and it's really hard to get anything done if you can't um, help your little one go to sleep um, and so I really understand why you've got to the point where um, you found that if you feed him to sleep um, if you feed him rather around nap time, he will go to sleep whilst feeding. Now, in answer to your question about whether that might be confusing for him. Yes, it certainly can be confusing for some babies if they're settled to sleep in one way um, for some sleeps and in other ways for others. Um, some babies just don't mind at all. Um, and it really doesn't seem to make a difference how you put them to sleep. They, um, uh, they manage really well and can continue to link their sleep cycles um, for longer naps or overnight. But other babies we know are really very sensitive to this and just like to have one way of falling asleep. So um, potentially one of the reasons why um, your son might be waking more frequently overnight could be because... Um, he knows that sometimes he can be fed to sleep and back to sleep and quite likes it um, and is motivated, therefore, to um, to call out for you because he likes to have that one on one time with you. Another thing to think about, Adrienne, is that you described that it was the last nap of the day that was getting really hard. Um, and that's why um, perhaps that's why you then began to do um, more feeding to sleep during the day. So one thing to consider is that when settling for naps does begin to become a bit more difficult, it can be because 
your baby's sleep needs are changing and that they don't need as much daytime sleep. So I'd think about how much day sleep you're offering your son um, and think about um, reducing it, which might look like actually dropping that last nap of the day. Um, Or if you don't feel that he's quite ready for um, dropping that last nap, then thinking about um, reducing the duration of the naps. Um, And that may um, increase your baby's sleep pressure when you're popping um, him down into his cot um, and will give you higher chance of success with the cot settling um, than you're currently having. Thinking about the feeds that um, he is having overnight, you write that in the past he was just waking once or twice overnight, which um, really must have been um, just wonderful that you would have been able to recover from um, his birth and to get those long stretches yourself. Now waking every two hourly, gosh, that's really tiring. Um, So what I'd be thinking about is um, whether he actually needs Um, to feed as frequently as he currently is to meet his nutritional requirements. Given that in the past he was feeding just once or twice, it may be that he actually doesn't need to feed quite as frequently as he currently is. Um, And it may well just be a comfort thing um, that he's coming up into light sleep when his sleep pressure is low and then calling out so that he can have that one-on-one time with you. Um, So perhaps once you have um, dropped that nap or scaled back on the daytime sleep and your baby's sleep pressure is getting a bit higher um, at the start of the night, you will find that he will begin to wake less frequently overnight and then the number of fees that you give him um, need to give him will begin to drop off too. I do hear in the tone of your email that you really are very tired, Adrienne. So What I want you to do is take a breath and think about waiting until you feel ready to make these changes. If you're happy feeding um, your son to sleep for his naps and you don't have the energy to drop a nap at the moment um, and then start to settle him in the cot, that's okay. You uh, take a breath and wait until you feel ready um, and then make that that change and know that it might take him around about a week to adjust to having slightly less daytime sleep than he was previously having Um, but he will soon make up for it by having fewer wakes overnight um, and having higher quality sleep so good luck adrienne the next email that we've received is from kaylee so kaylee has emailed and said my baby settles using the pap method however, is waking approximately 45 minutes into the nap. They are grumpy and tired and resettle using the pat method in one to two minutes. However, they wake again anywhere from five to 10 minutes later. I resettled two to three times, but baby keeps waking. What would be the cause of this? Hmm, okay. Now, my answer, Kaylee, will depend a little bit on the age of your baby. Um, And it's not clear in your email how old they are. If they're very little, one thing to bear in mind is that it can take um, very little babies um, slightly longer to get into the deeper settled stages of sleep. Um, 
than older babies um, and so perhaps when you're resettling your baby um, it might be that you stop patting um, a little bit um, earlier um, you, you, you are stopping patting a little bit before they get into their deeper stages of sleep so that would be one thing to consider whether you actually just pat um, them for a little bit longer than that one to two minutes that you currently are when you're resettling him or her the other thing to think about Kaylee would be how they're going to sleep at the beginning of that nap or the start of the night. So you describe that you're using the pat method um, and uh, I'm not entirely sure whether that means that you're patting them all the way off to sleep or whether you're patting and then pausing um, or quite um, where you are at in that um, settling um, approach. Um, but what we do know is that um, when babies start to have more experience of going to sleep whilst they're not having quite as much hands-on support um, and they begin to go to sleep whilst your hands are off them then there's more chance that when they do come up into light sleep um, at the end of their sleep cycle which is often around that 45 minute mark that you've described your little one waking then they may be more able to resettle themselves to sleep without needing to call out for you to um to continue patting them off, um, patting them back to sleep. So one option would be um, that as you're patting your baby to sleep um, at the start of that nap or the start of the night, that you begin to work on settling them with slightly less patting, just slowly phasing it out so that they're less bothered if the patting stops before they're fallen asleep. And then when they wake up um, or come up into light sleep later, when you're not patting them, there isn't a big change. Um, and they can just go, hmm, yep, everything's the same as it was when I went to sleep um, and they settle into their next sleep cycle. Um, finally, I'd um, think about how you're responding when um, your baby does wake up after that one sleep cycle. Um, it sounds like you're resettling him or her quite quickly, just in one to two minutes. Um, one thing that we sometimes do um, with our babies is when they do wake up after one sleep cycle and they make a sound, we rush over so that we um, try and get them back to sleep um, so that they can get that next sleep cycle in. And what we can inadvertently do um, is just interrupt their practice at resettling themselves. So Kaylee, I would just suggest that when they do wake up after that one sleep cycle, just wait a few minutes to see if they can resettle themselves before intervening. Um, all right. Um, I think that just about answers that question, Kaylee. Um, if um, you do find that um, your baby is waking up upset after a, a short nap, then yep, it's totally um, a, you know, a good idea to try to resettle them for about 15 minutes or so um, to see if you can get them back to sleep. Um, if you have a baby that's not quite like Kaylee's and isn't resettling within a couple of minutes, um, you know, give it a try for up to 15 minutes and then think about whether you will let them have the rest of their nap in the car or the pram or the carrier um, or whether you um, might just try to get them up and carry on until the next nap time. Look at your baby, see whether they um, seem happy or a bit tired and grumpy. If your baby wakes up after one short nap and actually is fine and is smiling at you and is ready to go, it's really not worthwhile 
um, attempting to resettle them for sleep um, because they really want to be up and interacting with you. Um, So cut yourself some slack um, and enjoy that lovely happy time with your baby. All right, now the last um, email that I um, wanted to go through today is one that we've got from Pri. So thank you, Pri. It was a lovely email. Um, Pri writes, uh, thank you for putting together Sombell. Loving it in the podcast. That's nice to hear, Pri. Thank you. Uh, We have been using the quick fade approach to move away from feeding to sleep. And I have a question about our eight-month-old behaving quite differently with each of her parents at nap time. I've gone back to work part-time recently with my husband and I splitting care of our baby over the week and at the weekend where we divide and conquer the baby and three-year-old. My husband reports that she goes through an unmissable tired phase where she's falling asleep on his shoulder and he's able to get her ready for bed and essentially put her in the cot and walk away. I don't ever see this tired phase. She goes from happy and playing straight to cranky. I'll initially try to change activity or scenery to distinguish tired from the confusingly identical board. And if she arcs up, I know she's tired. But by that stage, she's too cranky to settle easily and requires quite a bit of hands-on support. She does settle quickly, so I think I have the timing pretty close. But my husband reports seeing the tired stage earlier in her wake window than I see, so I wonder if I'm inadvertently pushing past that point, hence the crankiness. What could be behind this difference in communication? And you've probably guessed my real question. Is there anything I can do to get the big multicoloured tired flag too? All right. Thanks, Pri. Um, what a great email. Look, first of all, um, I just want to acknowledge that it is a big deal when you go back to work after having time off to look after your um, babies whilst they're really young. So I'm really pleased to hear that you and your husband are sharing the load and splitting the care of your baby and dividing and conquering with your baby and your toddler on weekends. That's really good to see. Um, It's also good to see you acknowledging that your baby's tired signs and their bored signs are quite similar. So you always take a moment to um, double check um, whether they actually are tired um, or whether they just need a change of activity. So well done for that. The really positive thing I am reading um, in your email pre is that your baby is capable of going to sleep um, independently when your um, husband or partner puts her down. So that tells us that she does have the ability to self-settle, which is really, really good. Um, But she's not doing that for you. Now, it is very, very common for babies to have one parent for whom they settle really easily. And often that is the parent who is um, really consistent. They don't change what they are doing at bedtime at all. Um, So baby learns that this is just what mum or dad does and there's going to be no room for anything else to happen. And then there can be the other parent who the baby appears to get really upset 
with or cranky with at bedtime, um, which sounds like in your situation as you, Pri. Um, and then that leads you to question what you're doing. Um, why is this happening for me? What am I doing wrong? Um, and in your instance, am I missing that tired flag? How come my husband can see it and I can't? Now, what we know is that um, babies um, can often prefer being settled for one parent than another. Um, and uh, sometimes they will settle more easily for one than for another. What I would suggest is that um, you think about um, exactly what it is that you're doing as you pop your baby down for her nap um, and look to see um, whether you're um, giving her an extra feed, giving her some extra pats, giving her um, some extra cuddles. That can just be so motivating for a baby, um, particularly um, with mum, who um, if you have been the primary carer up until recently when you return to work, um, your baby is just loving um, having that time in your arms and with you and will get a bit cranky when you put her down, quite frankly, because uh, she's enjoying that time with you. Um, so I'd be thinking about um, looking at what time roughly she's ready for sleep, what time your um, husband is putting her down for her naps and um, just going off the clock for the time being. Um, when that time comes round, pop her down in her cot, use the same approach for every settle um, as um, your husband is using. So the pair of you are being really predictable and doing exactly the same. Um, and soon your baby will realize that it doesn't matter who settles her for her naps. It's always the same process. Um, dad and mum do exactly the same thing. Um, settling always goes the same way. Um, and um, eventually she will start to settle a little bit quicker. The only other thing I would add, Pri, is that since you have gone back to work part-time um, and that may mean that you're spending well of course it would mean that you were spending slightly less time with your baby than you previously were um, is to think about having some special mummy and baby time um, each day even if it's only for five or ten minutes um, of supercharging an interaction that you would already be having um, with her so it's special mummy and baby time your um, husband could do it as well special daddy and baby time, um, where you totally follow your baby's lead and fill up that attentional cup that she has. Um, and that would be really good to do with your three-year-old as well. Um, and then um, everyone feels like they're having some good quality time together with each other each day. All right. Well, I hope that that has answered your question, Pri, and um, likewise for Kaylee and for Adrienne. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. If you do have um, a question that you've been pondering for some time, please shoot through an email to us so that we can address it in the next podcast episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Sleep well. Bye bye. If you need help with your baby's sleep or settling, then you need Sombell. Sombell is Australia's first online paediatric sleep clinic for babies aged 0 to 12 months. It contains all the best resources from Dr. Fallon and Dr. Laura's sleep clinics, so you can rest easy and soak in your baby. To find out more, click the link in the show notes or visit sombell.infantsleep.com.au.